0: What's up, everyone? It's AK. It's Dubs. And we're the Odd Guys.
1: We're back with a conference championship recap.
0: It was a strong 3-1 weekend for us. 1-1 against the spread and and 2-0 straight up. So, without further ado,
1: let's dive right in.
0: Okay, so we will start off with the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, we had the Bucs covering the four points and winning straight up. So if you put a little on that money line, cashed out on a dog there. I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about in this game. You want to go ahead and get your... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As Dub said, we took Bucs with the points. We had them winning the game outright. I know last week we talked about... Actually this this pertains to both games. For both games we talked about how top tier defenses were out of the running for Super Bowl and that the remaining four teams strong points are their offenses, their explosive offenses. You know, four quarterbacks that have shown MVP worthy seasons. And they did. They they showed it. I know Brady threw three interceptions. There's a lot of picks this past weekend, but the main thing in both games that I saw was that the winning side applied a lot of pressure to the opposing quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree.
1: That was a big thing on the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, they hit Rodgers eight times and they sacked him five. Yeah. I mean the Rams weren't even the sack weren't even able to sack Rodgers one time. So that was huge. Jason Pierre Paul and uh, Shaq, Barrett, um, Shaq had, Barrett, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of them. Well, they had all the sacks. So one of them had three. Shaq. Shaq. Shaq Barrett had three. Yeah, that was huge. I mean, Packers O line kind of got dominated this game. You know, last week we talked about the effectiveness of the Green Bay rushing game, which helped them, you know, kind of open up the passing game as well against the Rams. This week, only 67 yards on the ground. Aaron Jones fumbling twice. One was recovered by the Packers, but that was a huge turnover at the beginning of the second half. Yeah, Tampa Bay's defense really showed up. I. I think this win by the Bucks wasn't so much about their offense but actually about their defense. The defense really showed up and shut down the Packers. We can get to the Packers' mistakes in a little bit. I think they made a bunch of questionable or well, mistakes play calling wise as well as, you know, just mistakes in general. Brady had not his best game, but not bad. 3 picks. You know, some of those picks were pretty bad, but he also had some really clutch throws. I mean, first drive of the game, Bucks get the ball, drive it, what, 70 yards? Score a touchdown right off the bat, 7 rip. So yeah, Tampa Bay got off to a hot start. And then right before the half, I, th- I think this was a really... Th- this was one of the biggest like turning points in the game where Rodgers threw the pick and then... Tampa Bay gets the ball back and then they have a fourth and four-ish with like maybe 10 seconds left and then they convert that fourth and four and then the next play goes to Scotty Miller for 40 yards. You know, as the Packers there, you cannot give up that touchdown. You know especially at the end of the half i know you're getting the ball back but you gotta at least hold them to a field goal you know that that was that was a big play and at that point it was like you're, you're trading uh, that, that that's a seven a four to seven point swing there that was huge
0: yeah okay so prior to that right let's let's go back to packers interception I know the huge thing in this game is the officiating.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Uh, from what it seemed like all game was that the refs were going to let them play, and that's typically how you see it during the playoffs. Was it a penalty? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was a penalty. It was a holding that probably would have been called during the regular season. And to be fair, was the penalty at the end of the game a penalty? Yes they're both blatant penalties which is fine the only problem I have with the officiating is that it wasn't consistent but they were both penalties and I know a lot of Packer fans are complaining about how oh we could have won if you know they weren't bailed out if Bucks weren't bailed out at the end of the game for the first down things like that yeah okay but I don't think it matters Um, yeah this game could have easily been won yeah, by the Packers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. This was a very winnable game by the Packers. Those two penalties were the ones that were that stood out the whole game, right? The pick yeah. and then the call against... First down. Yeah, yeah, the first down. And both went against the Packers. I don't think those penalties... Th- those weren't the reasons why Packers lost the game. There yeah. were a lot of... Like, yeah, it sucks. I feel for, you know, Packers fans that... Well, not really. Not not really. really. Sucks. (laughs) Sucks. Sometimes, you know, you don't get the calls that you need. But, I mean, you can also say, hey, don't give up that touchdown at the end of the half. Hey, why are you kicking a field goal with, like, two minutes left down eight and you're in the red zone? There was a point at which Brady's three picks came on three straight possessions. One of them... Turned into a touchdown for the Packers. The last two, the Packers went three and out. Yeah, it's like you, you, you get the picks, you, you get the turnover, and you don't do anything with it. So I'm sure there were other plays too where you know people say there's holding on every like you don't see every single like when you're watching the game on TV you don't see every single player. I mean there might have been holding here and there. They just been letting them play all game, but. But well, were those both penalties? Yeah, sure. But there were a lot of other things that could have made a difference in this game.
0: Yeah, and Packer fans can't be so fixated with the last call that bailed the Bucks out. Yeah, it wasn't consistent with how they were officiating the rest of the game, sure. But I feel like Packer fans are holding on to an excuse of why they lost just because that was the last drive of the game. And they don't realize that, yeah... As you mentioned, two of the interceptions were followed up by three and out. And it looked really bad. They, they couldn't get anything going towards the end of the game. And I mean, Brady was giving Packers a lot of chances. The picks that he threw, aside from the one where Evans missed it, which he should have... <sighs> Evans needs to come down with that.
1: Yeah, there were actually a lot of drop balls on the Tampa Bay side. I, I think I tweeted out like early in the first, maybe late in the first quarter, early in the second, I can't remember. But the Bucks are driving. I, I think it was, pr- it was probably their second their second possession where they needed to punt. At this point, the score is 7-0. The Bucks scored a touchdown. Green Bay gets the ball back. They punt. Tampa Bay gets the ball back. They're driving. They're on the 50 yard line. Tyler Johnson drops a ball that hits him right in the hands, second down. And then from there, that was a huge second down and 10. I I, I tweeted about. I tweeted about this because this was a momentum shift. If the Bucks get that first down, they at least get another field goal to put them up yeah. 10-0 early in the first, and that was big. Godwin dropped a couple balls, Evans dropped a couple balls. Granted, Godwin made up for it with a big catch later in the game, but the Bucs did leave the door open. There was another... So the Bucks. okay, so after... So that play with two minutes left, Green Bay elects to kick the field goal. Okay, first off, questionable call, whatever. But there there's two minutes and like five seconds left on the clock. And then they kick the ball away. I was saying Green Bay needs to kick this out of the end zone because that saves them a timeout with the two-minute warning. They don't, and the returner for the Bucks. Slides. Slides. With two minutes and two seconds left, which means that the green they give Green Bay another essentially another timeout with the two minute warning. So Green Bay had their chances. You know, Tampa Bay left the door open and they couldn't. At the end of the game, they couldn't stop them.
0: Yeah, it was a questionable call going for the field goal. You're gonna have to score another touchdown. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, I I don't understand. I don't. I don't see why you you go for a field goal in the, in this situation because, one, other than the three interceptions that Brady threw, the Bucks had to punt twice the whole game. So, obviously, your defense isn't doing anything to stop Brady. So, what makes you think that in the last two minutes where, you know, Brady has a lot of su- success in that your defense is going to make a stop to get the ball back? It makes no sense. It's really... Yeah, football. Here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing. So Tampa Bay kicked a field goal to go up eight. They kick off. Green Bay gets the ball, drives down the field, gets to what the Tampa Bay. They're inside the ten. They're inside the Tampa Bay like ten. You're down eight. If you miss or say you don't get that fourth down, you still give the you still give the bucks the ball back. It's essentially you pin them back in their own side of the field. And you still need to stop regardless. I, I don't understand. There's no... You're on the 8-yard line. Like, I, I don't know. I, someone needs to, to explain. I don't know if it was an analytics play. Someone needs to give me an explanation as to why LaFleur thought that kicking the field goal was the right decision there.
0: Yeah. And everyone knows, and the coaches should know... The the Packers success this season has come from its offense, not its defense. So have more faith in going for it on fourth and goal rather than stopping Brady. It's like a slap in the face to Devante, to Rodgers. If Packer fans are gonna be mad, they should be mad at that. Not the fucking holding (laughs) call at the end of the game.
1: Overall, though, it's a good win by the Bucks. I don't know why the Bucks continue to use Ronald Jones. As like they split carries, Fournette and Jones. I think they go every other drive. I don't. I don't yeah. understand that though. Like Fournette looks so much better than Ronald Jones carrying the ball. Yeah. If they just stick with Fournette the whole time, like I mean th- that's a solid run game. I, I don't. Yeah. And receivers got to catch the ball for Tampa Bay if they want to beat the the Chiefs and Brady's three picks. I, I think the three picks though were were kind of Brady was being being sacked or um being pressured so
0: but see that's the thing though like i watched him throw these two picks you know aside from the mike evans drop the other two picks yeah he was was being hurried and didn't want to take the sack and it's so uncharacteristic for for brady to make these decisions like the one that he like lofted up towards mike evans i think he was hoping that mike evans would like yeah yeah, yeah, play defense yeah and he just like threw a 50 50 ball and unfortunately mike evans back was turned to brady he didn't turn around and just him making those decisions it was kind of weird because i've never seen him do these kinds of things it's it's kind of similar to like what a rookie would do in that situation so uh, i don't know it was weird yeah
1: i agree you know, we can also say that Brady, I, I think he was clutch when he needed to be. Or he, right? He made yeah. it. Yeah. There were a lot of plays that, there was a lot of key plays that he needed to make that he made. So yeah, I mean, not MVP Tom Brady, but you know, still Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah.
0: Experienced. Yeah. Experienced yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. Brady. So... Packers are heading home. Rodgers' future is up in the
1: air. Yeah, he wasn't uh, happy. Uh, they he, in the post game press conference, not happy with Lafleur's yeah. call to kick that field goal. But Rodgers is never happy at the end of the season. Unless you know, <laughs> hate that guy. Just a whiner. <laughs> Just a whiner. Everything's not his fault, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, you want to talk about Brady for a little bit though? Is he definitive, whether he loses in the Super Bowl or not, wins or loses, he's the GOAT, right?
0: Yeah. He'll probably go down as the greatest player to touch the field. And it pains me to say this because I'm, I'm not a Brady fan just because of how successful he is. So I, was, I saw something switching over oh, to NBA. Oh, the Steph Curry stat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Steph, Cur- Steph Curry is the sharpest three point shooter um, ever. Um right. And probably will go down as the best yeah, I agree I think so, ever. ever. Yeah. And I forget what the exact number is, but he has a certain percentage of making a three <laughs> yeah. in his whole career. And Brady has a higher percentage to make the Super Bowl. It's, it it's it more, is it's more likely
1: that Brady will make the soup a Super Bowl in a season that he plays football than it is for Steph Curry to make a three point shot every time he shoots the ball. It's crazy. That that's absolutely insane. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't know like mm. he's played one season he has one NFC championship while Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers both have one as well. It's like, okay, you want me to take your team to a Super Bowl? Just just sign me. I in my eyes already there's no denying that he's the GOAT yeah. there, there are absolutely no other arguments like, like that. he just shut everything down it was just like I'm leaving New England yeah. I'm going to the Bucks and we're going to the Super Bowl
0: and it's always hard because like for me you know every sport has GOAT debate and with NBA you know LeBron Kobe MJ everyone putting their points towards that debate. Like for me, there is no definitive answer. I think they're all great in the era that they played. Same with Ronaldo and Messi in soccer. But for NFL, uh, I think it's definitive that Brady is the GOAT and he's showcasing it this year. I don't think anybody comes close to it, honestly. So yeah, we we're two for two on the day. Bucks covering the four points and also winning straight up. So it was a good start for conference championship weekend. So we can head on to AFC. We got the Bills against the Chiefs. We took we the Bills took plus the three bills. plus three and a yeah, half, whatever.
1: Plus three. Um I mean we're the Chiefs' money line. I I don't. There's not really a bunch of things to talk about, I think, in terms of gameplay on either side. I, I don't think either side made any big mistakes, or there wasn't one, like, game defining plays. I think, if anything, it was that big tyree Hill, i think it was a 70 yard reception but that play anyone else in the league gets that ball it's like a 15 to 20 yard pass it's only tyree Hill that can do that i don't know uh what do you have
0: okay so this was another game as i mentioned with the bucks game these are two teams that hold all their strengths on in their offense not saying that their defenses are bad but their strong points are their offenses. And again, Chiefs, the winning side, applying pressure on Josh Allen, throwing him off his game. Four sacks, 10 QB hits. You know, it's kind of like how the Bucks handle Rodgers. And that really threw Josh and the Bills offense off their game. You know, Josh Allen going 28 for 48, 287, two touchdowns, one interception. Um... Nobody on the receiving end really having too much success. Cole Beasley had a nice game. You know, Diggs had an all right game. Nothing too special. Yeah, with with both NFC and AFC championships, the winning team won the battle in the trenches. Let's just put it this way. Josh Allen, all of Sunday, Josh Allen had the most rushing yards at 88 yards. Nobody having a really good rushing day on Sunday. And Chiefs, and the Bucks, front seven, front eight, you know, they, they played really well. That was kind of like a big thing for their success in this game. I'm
1: actually looking back at it now. The Bills weren't able to get anything going. Weren't able to really get a good rhythm going on offense. And, you know, coming out of the second half, they get a field goal on their first drive. On their second possession, they drove all... So this was... I think... Okay, if we're talking about turning points and stuff like that, right? They got all the way down to the... Into the red zone, Kansas City 20. They're down 16 at this point, and then Josh Allen throws the pick. You know, if we're hoping for a cover, that was one of the plays where he throws that pick. He's finally—the the, the Bills are finally down in the red zone. He throws a pick. That That's pretty much it. That was pretty much the game. Kansas City gets the ball back and scores a touchdown. Tough game for the Bills, and on the Kansas City side, their offense— I think I think we got kind of got away from just because the the Chiefs haven't looked this explosive in a while. You know, this was probably their best offensive game in a couple weeks, but when you have that many weapons, Tiger Kill, Kelsey, Dar Williams, Miko Hardman, Clyde edwards hilaire you can't as a defense, it's hard to just pin one person down, you know. I, I, okay. If you're focusing one guy, another guy's going to be open. If you're focusing two of them they have more weapons you know it's it's just tough and there's nothing really you can do you know kind of sucks
0: yeah so last week i talked about the bills and the chiefs preview and said that this game is going to depend on who can stop who in the red zone and that kind of showed on sunday night chiefs Pulling away with five touchdowns and only one field goal. And on the other side, Bill's only two touchdowns and four field goals. So Chiefs defense really held Bills out of the out of the end zone during their drives. When Bills reached the reached the red zone, uh, they just couldn't find couldn't punch it in. As Doug's mentioned, that that was kind of a huge thing with Bill's offensive rhythm. You know, seeing You only pulling away offensive drives with field goals. It it kind of slows everybody down. And I think a big thing with this game was experience. Mahomes obviously has been here and was here last year and was successful. And in times of adversity, you know, they went down early on. And on top of that, when was the Miko? When was Harden's Oh, that was like the first. On return fumble? Quarter. He fumbled that and he went to the sideline. Miko Hardman? Is yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, He's,
1: He's probably still second young, or third right? year in the league.
0: Yeah, so Hardman, he fumbles the ball off the punt return, goes to the sideline, kind of beats himself up about it and being down 9-0 early on in the first quarter, it's not something that you want to see and you don't want to be the one at fault. So he was kind of beating himself up, goes to the bench, Kelsey tried to talk him down and then Pat comes over talks to him, kind of helps him pick his head back up, saying, you know what, you'll you'll make a play later on in the game. I know you'll make a play. I know you better than anyone else on the field. So, you know, you just got to pick yourself back up and then make up for it. And he did. He had that 50-yard run. He busted that out and kind of did what he had to do. And that kind of shows how much Mahomes has grown. You know, being only in the league for three years, And he's already able to handle these types of situations like a seasoned veteran. So it's going to be a good matchup next week. You got the young Super Bowl MVP coming back, going up against the veteran, the GOAT, the most successful Super Bowl NFL quarterback, whatever you want to call him. This is going to be a very exciting matchup. Yeah. But all in all, Bills didn't cover, but we had the Chiefs winning straight up. They did. A big thing with this and the confusion was, one, early on in the week, we didn't know if Mahomes was going to play. Two, after he got cleared, we didn't know if he was going to be, you know, 100% and if they were going to be cautious with him. But I think knowing Andy Reid and knowing Mahomes that they'd be hungry, they'd come out firing, and they kind of showed that. So, yeah, one and one for the Bills Chiefs game and ending our weekend three and one. Yeah, short
1: podcast this week. Um, Not much to talk about. Only two games, not really many NHL headlines other than a couple of trades. I don't think that shakes things up too much.
0: Next week, we'll go over the preview of the Super Bowl matchup, we'll talk about our picks our analysis of the two teams going head to head and what we expect to see in the super bowl matchup we'll also be talking about the nfl awards the mvp of the regular season rookie of the year all of that and who we think deserves what award and give our take before they announce the winners on saturday and depending on nhl we may bring that up if there are any big headlines big games coming up and how teams are doing all right and that'll do it for us this week if you haven't already check out our twitter and instagram at odd guys i'm dubs and i'm AK. peace oh players need to stop watching oh, players oh, need yeah, to stop man, on. staying on the field to watch the words yeah yeah, that thing you're... is getting old. It was cool yeah, with yeah, yeah. the Cincinnati guy. Right? In yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's not make
0: a big deal out of it. Making it not cool anymore. <laughs> oh, I gotta feel myself. Shut up. <laughs> Yo, back home with your millions. Yeah. Peace.